If you don't know the name and it's not a household name, understandable. I get it. Joe, you going to come over? Going to join? Absolutely awesome. We'll hear from Mark Pat- Mike Patterson coming up here shortly. Right now, no problem. Right now, a guy that uh, knows the Green Bay Packers extremely well and is a buddy of Mark Murphy. <laughs> Joe Theismann sitting down with you. How you been? I've been great. Good it's to so see good you. good to see you again. Good to see you. I know you expected to be here talking about the home team. Right. Uh, like everybody did, and as a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers, I will say that uh, I, I feel tell the same everybody way. That story. I am. I, I, when I saw Murph, uh, Washington and, and Green Bay were playing, I saw Murph, and I said, you know, Green Bay is such an iconic city. I mean, going to the, the, the Hall of Fame there, the stadium, the, the history of the Green Bay Packers, I said, I'd love to own a piece of that. He said, well, we've got a new offering coming out. We're expanding the stadium, mm-hmm. and we're going to sell some more shares. I said, I'll take it. So I got my 100, like 129 bucks, and I, <laughs> I, got, I got myself a share. So I'm a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers. You, uh, we and, were in New York uh, when you and I first got together, and you were so happy to tell us that story. Yeah. And you said, you, know, you leaned over, and you grabbed my arm, and you said, you know what's sitting above my desk? What's right behind me? I'm, I'm I'm thinking, you know, a picture of your leg. I, you know, I have no idea. Put that put away. <laughs> right. Put that put away. You know, and uh, I, I, maybe the mounted boot. And I'm like, what? And he said, I'm a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And, and, uh, which was really cool. It was. It's exciting. I, I love yeah. I love the history of this game. Yeah. I love so much about it. And it's like, you know, obviously Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback that ever played. But we can't forget that Otto Graham had nine championships in Cleveland. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and we were laughing at, you know, Tom has seven. Well, there's there's four Joes that have seven total as well. Really? So, you know, yeah. the Joes versus Tom, I guess right. you could say, when it comes to championships. And with, with, with Brady retiring, give me your thoughts on we Brady's think. We think. Give me your thoughts on Brady's career. I, I think it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, the, one, the reason why I say he's the greatest is because if you look at New England, just as an example, how many different combinations of people did Tom play with mm-hmm. and they still won a championship? Right. There, were, there were two constants in New England. There was Bill Belichick and there was Tom Brady. How many? Somebody. I wish somebody would do this, and maybe there's some brainiacs out there that'll take the time to do it that love to work sure. with numbers. How many running back combinations did Tom play with in New England? How many wide receiver combinations? How many offensive line combinations? Yeah. You know, how many different? Just on that side of the ball, and, and yet they managed to win and win and win. And he managed to put his team in positions to be able to win and win and win. When you break down Tom's championships, uh, Adam Vinatieri kick field goals for the first three right then you had malcolm butler intercept a pass then you had julian edelman make an incredible catch right then you had stephen guskowski kick another field goal so i mean it, it, but tom put that team in a position to be able to win i think the thing that i respect and love so much about him was his preparation and his discipline yeah and, and his approach to the game he left no stone unturned there wasn't anything you could do on the other side of the ball that tom couldn't anticipate or would anticipate yeah I, I I talk all the time when I, I was never a big fan of the way Dominican Sue played, and then he goes to Tampa Bay, and all of a sudden everything just kind of falls into place. And then you hear this interview that he did after the Super Bowl, and he said, you know, it was different because Brady called everybody the night before and said, 
Here's where your focus is. Here's what you need to do. Yeah, he's been there. Yeah, it's, he, he'd been there, but it was also what guy calls everybody on his team? Tom does. You, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's, those are There's the things that's... The intangible, yeah. Absolutely. There, it's, what people see so often is not necessarily the full picture of what a particular individual is. But if, you, if it's important to you, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that everybody that's invested is involved. Yeah. And that's what Tom did. You know, it wasn't a coach calling. It. It's different if a coach calls up. Right. Said, you know, you know, it's at stake tomorrow. You know, we have to do. Tom says, look, this is this is it. This this is our opportunity. It's look at Matthew Stafford. Right. This is actually it's this is bigger than Matthew Stafford. This is the Rams because the Rams went all in on Matthew. Right. So right. it's it's bigger than Matthew. Yep. Uh, and and the Rams are where they expected to be and they expect to win the championship. Right. Because they brought Matthew in to do that. I think the Minnesota Vikings, the only team I can think of that did this a few years back was the Minnesota Vikings when they went and got Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins yeah. When they made that deal for him. Right. They felt like that was the missing piece. And obviously the Rams, you know, I mean, they got here with Jared Goff. Right. And See, I tell people that. They, you know, they got here with Jared Goff. Now they're here again with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Which, interesting, speaks volumes, I think, for, for Sean McVay and, and his staff. And, of course, Kevin O'Connell's going to go on and coach the Vikings after this. Yeah. Their offensive coordinator. And, you know, I call these guys the young guns. You know, they're the mid-30 guys mm-hmm. now. Sean McVay and, you know, Zach's another one. Yeah. Zach, Zach Taylor, coach of the Bengals. And you've got Matt LaFleur. Up, yeah, up Shanahan. And, and you know, the other thing, too, is I, I want to I wanna, uh, say this to everybody who are Packer fans. Um Congratulations to Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP again. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest pure passer that this game has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers would make a mistake leaving Green Bay uh, unless he can take Devontae Adams with him, mm-hmm. I, I don't, and I, which I don't see happening. Uh, I, I think that Aaron um, should be a Green Bay Packer. He should finish his career that way now. Joe Montana didn't. Right. Joe finished in Kansas City. Joe Namath finished in Los Angeles. You know, Marcus Allen finished it. You know, gr- the greats of this game have yeah. gone on. I think that Green Bay is the perfect place for Aaron Rodgers. I believe that the issues will be worked out. Now, here's the other thing that us as shareholders have to understand, right. okay? Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers was asking for $107 million for two years. That's $50 million a year plus. Yeah. If there is a $50 million quarterback in the National Football League, in my opinion, it is Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. He's worth every penny because he is the difference maker in what they want to do because he has the ability that very few people have. He is like Michael Vick in regard. You can't practice against him Mm -hmm. because the way he throws the football, it gets there before anybody you have on your scout team can throw the football so that your DBs can react accordingly. And he has a very uncanny nature. And, you know, we talk about Joe Burrow and, and the swagger that he has. Nobody has more swagger than, right, than Aaron. Right. You know, and, and I, I'm not sure what he's auditioning for. Maybe it's a Tarzan movie with his hair. I'm trying to figure it out right now. I was, I was watching him last well, night. He said I'm that thinking, there's, where's back, the next one? Back in the day, there was an area called Van Nuys yeah. that did a lot of movies, yeah. we'll say. Yeah. He looked like he was right off of the set. I think he's working. I, <laughs> yeah. But but to me on the other hand, I my hair was wasn't that long, but I let right. my hair ground go yeah. down to my shoulders. Right. But uh, it was, and um, the issue with Rogers staying or leaving, though, and I know we got to wrap it up because you got a minute, but it, is, it really comes down to money and what they can afford. They're so far over the salary cap. But he's but he's on he's on hook for forty six five now. Right. Why not redo it? That's exactly uh, to what me, the to talk me. To me, I think I think he's I think he's got three really good years left. 
Yeah. You can invest three years. Can you work? Can you work the deal to create three years of opportunity? Right. And then what you do is just back, maybe I don't know the the way the capologists work, but is there a way to work it so that you know a, a percentage of it is bonused and can be paid out? Right. How does the cap work? But if anybody's worth that kind of money, he certainly is. And yeah. like I said, you're darn close anyway. Right. With where you are on a cap number, sure. Uh, you guarantee him the money and see what he wants to do. Yeah. Because if he goes someplace else. There's a learning curve. I completely and, and, agree. And who's going to be who's going to be around you? Right. I, I don't. Tom Brady was in a unique situation. He chose the right team, with the right personnel, in the right situation. Okay. Right. I don't know if there's a team out there. Could have been the Rams. Right. But they're set. Yep. That's the only other team I could think of that he would go to and say, you know, I can I can be the difference maker. Yep. But I, anyway. I agree. Hey, yep. it's always great. Man, great to, great to see you. Great to Thank talk you. to you. By the way, I like the Rams, 24-21. And we get a prediction, too. Look at that. How about that? <laughs> Joe, have great a great day, everybody. buddy. Talk Bye-bye. to you soon. The great Joe Theismann joining us here on Radio Row at the table. And uh, just, you know, it's, it's one of those things where years ago, and that's why I mentioned New York, years ago we're sitting at the table and we have our, our stuff up and we're sitting here talking about the Packers and, and Ronnie Lott had come over, and I told this story a thousand times. And there's Leroy Butler, and uh, and you know we're we're talking Green Bay, and this guy stops and goes, "What?" And I look up and it's Joe Theismann, and he says, "I'm coming over." Okay. So after I get done talking to Ronnie Lott, get done talking to Leroy, we go to commercial break. Guy comes over, sits down. Here's Joe Theismann sitting in front of me, and uh, he's like, "You know what?" And he starts to just talk. And that's exactly what you just got. But he is emphatic, uh, you know, both on the air and off the air when we had chatted a little bit earlier. I didn't know if we'd get him. Honestly, I didn't think he was going to come over. But he wanted to make a he, – he made – he's now over doing TV, and he was scheduled to do TV 10 minutes ago. But he made it a point to come over and sit down because he, he – first of all, he just loves Green Bay and loves the Packers. But we, we've developed a little bit of a friendship. And he just wanted to come over and sit down and tell the world, don't, don't give up on this guy. If there's a place he needs to stay, it's Green Bay, and don't give up on this guy. And he, he was emphatic, both on the air and off. He believes Aaron Rodgers, technically, not decorated, but technically is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And he just, he, he so desperately wants him to stay in Green Bay. Anyway, I digress. That, terrific uh, of Joe Theismann to come over and sit. Just out of nowhere, Joe Theismann comes over and sits down. Good, good stuff. Uh, we'll get back at it. Uh, Mark Patterson, who uh, has climbed mountains all over the world, has uh, finally completed the seven summits within 10 years. We can hear that inspiring story and so much more. And you never know who's going to stop by. We're broadcasting live here in L.A., live from Radio Row. That's where you can find us in this portion of the program. Got to say thanks to the gang at MKE Brewing, Milwaukee Brewing, Dave Hawk and the whole staff and John McCabe and everybody, Jim McCabe and everybody, they do such a great job down there. They're fantastic people. we got to get our own uh, Bill Michaels uh, show, Craft Brew. I'll tell you that right now. But we need that. Good stuff down there. Also, our friends from Wabam. Go to GetWabam.com. That is GetWabam, W-A-B-A-M. GetWabam.com. GetWabam.com. Industrial, janitorial, cleaning stuff for your cars, ceramics, polishes, you name it. They've got it. Go to GetWabam.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us. 
wrapping things up here in uh, here in L.A. Final segment before we uh, start to wing our way back to Wisconsin. Uh, you got the game coming up on Sunday, Super Bowl 56, Cincinnati taking on uh, the L.A. Rams. And uh, we already went through our picks and predictions and such. We've got to say thanks to our friends at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV. Dot com. Also, thanks to our friends at the Nice Ash, EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Uh, That's EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill out in Pewaukee. And don't forget about Jeff and Alicia and the whole gang at Soli's Hog Alley. And our friends at Old 109. You can find up in Watertown. And thanks to all the sponsors that brought us out here. Joining us now, Ryan Griffin, backup quarterback uh, on Tampa Bay. Now out there uh, kind of, you know, hawking the wear, so to speak. How you been, man? Good. Yeah, do you mind me asking what your picks and predictions were? I, uh, my, I'm from originally Cincinnati. Okay. So this my heart kind of wants Cincinnati, yeah. but I bad to, I, bad to bet. Yeah, or pick with your heart. I I, I can't. Uh, I, I took a thirty twenty six, thirty twenty four, something like that. The Rams. So I kind of got to go okay. in the Rams direction. I just look. You know as well as I do. You win games in the trenches. When you have a weakness, such as the Cincinnati offensive line, even though they were upright and they did yeah. pretty well against Kansas City, it's been a mess all season long. Joe Burrow, the most sacked quarterback in NFL, in the NFL this year. And now you're going up against the best guys in the trenches. I, it, that has to give. I Look, we cover the Packers, and throughout the rest of the season, we kept saying, at some point, doesn't that special teams have to cost you? And then it came true. Yeah. So it is what it is. It is. Yeah. And, that, I mean, that's how it goes. But right. I, I do think you're right. I think the thing that makes the Rams so good on defense is they can control the front with just five guys. Right. And then the rest they can dedicate to messing with the coverage and making it really hard on the quarterback. They can bring another guy down and really stop the run. But they can stop the run with five. They can rush with five. Yeah. They can rush with four and get home. I mean, to me, I think it's it's going to be really tough. I said the, if, if Cincinnati wins, the one thing that's going to be the X factor is going to be Joe Mixon. Because if they can run the ball, that changes things. Yeah, then that's if they can control the front five. If they can control yeah. the front five. but Because Mixon, he's really good with with yards after contact. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, and, and can catch the ball out of the backfield. See, I think he's more, that's where he's going to be much more of an advantage to me is if they can get him out so he's not in pass pro. If they can right. get him out, that's where they would be a, a weakness in the Rams' defense is covering the running back, and that's where their strength is for the Bengals. Is He's going to be a lot more athletic. He's just going to be better than Reader and uh I think Ernest Johnson or yeah. whoever, yeah, 32. Um, right. I think that, to me, it would be get the ball to him in the pass game. Uh, Got to ask you, you know, I mean, obviously playing behind Brady, and now that Brady announces his retirement, what is it like there? What is it like playing alongside that guy when we all know that his pockets jingles with rings? Yeah, it's, I mean, it was uh, it was an awesome two years. It was uh probably two of the most fun years i've had playing football um yeah. in my life and uh i know a lot of that is uh due to him yeah. and uh it's just what he brought to the team and um you know the fun that we had in our room we had a great time getting ready every week so and that uh he brought a good element he's a he's a great guy to play with take it uh, take us back to the nfc championship game last year okay and you come into cold green bay everything is set up for the packers everybody thought the packers yeah. are going to win this game it's so be cold yeah. yeah a bunch of florida guys yeah, yeah. no doubt and it wasn't uh, it wasn't going to bode well and turnovers obviously changed the tide of that game yeah. uh, you Tom guys are, threw a couple. i think you guys are cheating too with those signs making some noise <laughs> i don't think you're allowed to do that i don't know how goodell I mean, I do. Right. I, no, don't put a Pascadell, but right. you know that was allowed somehow. Was that? I, I'm not going to say surprising because the the fact that you you won the game and everybody, if you prepare, you believe you're going to win. But when you walked out of there, you went, 
damn, you know, everything was set up for the Packers to win that game. And, yep. and there's just a different level of swagger and confidence when Brady was under center. No doubt. Uh, I mean, and guys stepped up. I mean, guys didn't play like we were cold and didn't want to be there. I mean, it's an NFC Championship game. Everybody wants to be there. But there's a big difference between, like, really stepping up in the cold and and not worried about it and just playing the game. And, and guys stepped up. And it was, like, the first game all year we really dealt with noise because there was noise, like, 100%. And so yeah. to go the whole season not having to deal with noise, be able to communicate at the line, guys did a great job of watching Tom and being able to see signals, which we didn't have to do all year. Yeah, because it was a weird year because of COVID, obviously. COVID, so yeah. nobody really realizes you, when you don't have to worry about noise. That's it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. yeah, huge. Big, big difference. Um, I, I go back. Tell me what kind of leader. I, I go back to after that game and listen to some of the interviews going into the Super Bowl about Brady calling guys and saying, hey, this is what we want to focus on. You know, get get everything else out of your mind. You know, let the wife handle the tickets and all that. All the leadership side of things, the stuff that we don't get a chance to see. Yeah. What did you learn from Brady in that sense? I think the best thing he does as a leader is, you know, like like you said, he calls people, right? And so he got on the team, got everybody's number, calls everybody and talks to them. From day one, it never felt like he's Tom Brady up here and you're a rookie or you're whoever right. down here. It was even playing field. I need you. You need me. We're doing this together. So from day one, it never felt like there was a, a difference in the type of person who, who we are. You know, we're equals. Right. And I think that's huge. You know, guys guys want to work, and they, they work harder. And there's, there's definitely an accountability factor that comes in just with being who he is. Like, all right, we got Tom Brady. He's going for another Super Bowl, going to be seven, like most all time. And, like, we want to be a part of that. We want right. to help him get there. But the fact that he came in and was like, we're the same person. And treated you like an equal and talks to guys like equals. And, I mean, it, that's, to me, it was the best thing he did as a leader. What did he learn from you? Well, I mean, I did. I was in Tampa for, I have been for seven years. So right. whenever there was a question about guys on the team, yeah, you know, he would ask me because I've been right. around those guys forever. Like, how does this guy respond to this? Can I yell at this guy? What does this guy do well? Really? So we're able to. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That, that a guy says, hey. Can I get on this guy, or does he respond well if you kind of crack yeah. the whip, so to speak? That, that's what I'm saying. It, it's I, I've always said great leaders don't just lead; they listen. You know, they 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 really do have a support group. They understand how to how to use the people around them, not use them in the sense of use them up, but use them as tools to be better to make everybody better. And that's the thing is, whenever you treat him like equals, talk to him like equals, yeah. he's going to get. Like I said, he needs you, and you need him. He's going to get whatever he can out of every single person to make his job easier right. so we can win what uh what's next for you i like to keep playing play till the wheels fall off yeah um I, I, there I, could be an opening in green bay we're not sure there could be <laughs> there could be uh, i mean we wouldn't hate to have your guy down in tampa um yeah but i mean i want to keep playing and then after that you know whether it's a high school quarterback coach or try coaching the nfl i will coach yeah. at some point i yeah. just don't know what level yeah is it is it always something you've aspired to no uh, that's uh, it's one thing that I just talking with uh, some close friends. It's it's tough, right? So this is my dream job. This is right. what I worked so hard to get to, and I've accomplished it. And here I am living my dream. Like, yeah. what do you do next? What what is like? You don't have two dream jobs. No right. one, no one grows up with two dream jobs. So um, I don't know what I will do, but I do know that I I want to try it because right. I feel like I can help people. I feel like I would get something out of it. There'd be a, a reward aspect to developing people yeah. and seeing them succeed before i let you go we only got about a minute here uh i gotta ask you standing there watching ab 
Antonio Brown meltdown. Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever seen anything like that. I haven't. That's a kiss my ass tour right there when you when you walk out the door like that. But what? I, it's unfortunate because I, I would love to see him get a chance to keep playing because he is still so good at football. He's a yeah. spectacular football player. And that, to me, is, you know, the, it's one thing to say, hey, he's off the team. Yeah. But it's another thing to have that happen and it be harder for him to play again. Ha, and it, I hate that for Okay. Ha, as a teammate, the fact that he's walked out, can you ever trust him again? For A.B., I feel like there's you can. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's just kind of built up to that moment. And it, we all have those moments. You know, like I yeah. think we'd all be lying if, and if no one, everyone was like, "I've never snapped. I've never, you know, done something irrational." Right. You know. So for him, I feel like it was kind of just snap. I think we've all done something irrational. I don't think we've ever kind of gone out like that. Well, hey, <laughs> your irrational is different than my irrational, right? I, I think your irrational is probably a little, little bit more subdued so to speak but man it's it's great talking to you i appreciate you stopping by and hanging yeah, out with no us for problem. a few minutes okay? and i'd love to play whistling straights that's uh that's whenever you list. come back up let us know that's on that list. and aaron hills yeah. which uh, was the u.s open right get up street. there in the summer yeah. and, and do play some of those courses. absolutely yeah. let us know we'd be happy to take you out man all right okay awesome. appreciate it there you go that is uh ryan griffin backup quarterback in tampa bay with the buccaneers uh, i'll tell you what thanks to everybody thanks to all of our sponsors thanks to mike clements uh who has done unbelievable work here Thanks to Eric, our floor producer on site out here in Los Angeles. Ben, you did a fantastic job hanging in there and flying by the seat of your pants because you figured out what your first Super Bowl is all about. It's absolutely crazy, man, right? That is a word. Crazy is a word. <laughs> and thanks to everybody I for paying attention to us. Yes, we need, yes, many beers. That, that'll happen a little bit later on tonight over at Universal Studios, and then we're going to wing our way back home. Until then, it is time for us to go. Don't forget, find us on the podcast. Find us on YouTube. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk again on Monday after the game. Until then, have a go. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.